podcast, where we discuss all things Agile software development and delivery. In our Too Long Didn't Read series, we provide short, practical advice on how to get stuff done. So don't expect deep discussions, but step-by-step, hands-on DIY advice that will make your life easier. Hello, this is another Too Long Didn't Listen episode. Today I want to talk to you about dependency management. The reason I want to touch upon this is that while everyone would agree that we need to manage dependencies, I think it's a little bit like an ignored practice. And mostly because people might say, well, it depends, it's hard to formalize, it's contextual, we'll just deal with it as we go and often we feel we're dealing with it as part of risk management. I think, however, there is a quite clear and structured process we can bring to this that allows us to not only identify but also communicate dependencies. I suggest you look at the show notes. There is a link to a diagram and a link to a template that explains how I visualize dependencies because I think that is one of the key things that makes dependency management successful. And you might want to look at this while you listen to the podcast or at least have an idea of how it looks like. So why would we want to do dependency management? Well, dependencies are things that prevent us from achieving our goals or things we do that prevent other people from achieving their goals. And therefore, it's quite important and quite a good thing to understand where these dependencies are and what we do about them. What does good dependency management look like? Good dependency management has a holistic view of all the dependencies and all the relevant ones. So relevant dependencies are basically related to risk. So you don't have to track every low-level dependency, but what you want to track are those that really trip you up that are high impact, high importance. You also want to identify all dependencies holistically. So you want to identify important dependencies within your domain, outside of your domain, And you also want to identify dependencies across the entire value stream. So you want to look at the dependencies upstream from you, the things you depend on, and of course, the things that depend on you. Two classic examples of dependencies I would track are system integration points where a third party owns a system. They need to make a change to an API for you to be able to deliver whatever functionality you're being asked to provide. And downstream dependency would be something where you need to deliver some functionality, say a marketing website, for someone to be able to successfully execute an advertising campaign for a product launch. I should also say that dependencies are, of course, not just one degree removed. The dependencies may have dependencies, may have dependencies, etc. And we need to decide how far outside we want to go. Usually three to five steps make sense, I would say. Again, that depends a little bit on the granularity of your domain. And of course, as part of good dependency management, we not only need to understand the objects or entities we depend on, we also need to understand um, the type and the reason of the dependency. So why is there a dependency? Um, whether the dependency is controlled um, in hand, so we don't have to worry about it, or whether it's totally unmanaged. And of course, who the owner of the dependency is, because we may want to talk to someone getting information in might also maybe not someone to do their job. There are dependencies that we want to actively manage. So the ones that are really important for us and others where we're like, well, you own this one. I've just told you that I'm changing something. This will impact you. I'll leave this to you. And that is also fine. Finally, in my opinion, um, good dependency management is really supported by visualization of the dependencies. I use um, tree or network shaped visualizations where the boxes on the diagram are the objects and the entities of systems, data processes. And the edges between those are the dependencies. Again, have a look in the show notes. There is a link to an example. So how do we manage dependencies? How do we do it? Well, it's four steps. So first, 
we agree the scope of the dependency model. What does our model actually cover? Is it internal dependencies, external dependencies? How far outside do we go? And this depends a little bit on how far do you think you need to look outside to be successful in delivering your goals and possibly also not to massively mess someone else up. Second, we identify the objects or the entities. So this is putting the boxes on the diagram. Basically, work from the inside out. This is you. This is what you need to deliver. And then go one step out and ask, what would impact me if they didn't deliver? What am I dependent on? And what am I impacting? What could I possibly be influencing or messing up? And once you've got those objects, ask the question again, look further out, etc., etc. Do this three to five times. To help identification of these objects, I look at systems, people, processes, events, projects, initiatives, data. And then I usually uh, also at this stage create the edges between those objects just to identify which is related to which. Third, we detail our dependencies. So for each dependency, we determine the dependency type. Are we impacted by it or are we impacting it? I use uh, directional or sometimes bi-directional arrows between the various um, boxes on my diagram for this. I annotate each dependency arrow with a reason for why this dependency exists. We identify each dependency with an owner, who are the people, organizations we need to speak to, to understand more about the dependency, to track status, maybe we need to nudge or kick someone to do their job. I um, identify the state of the dependency, so is this something that is not there at all? Is this something that is there and we don't have to worry about, or is this something that is being changed? And then of course the status, so is this um, blocking, are we aligned? So the progress of that dependency is in line with our progress as far as we can, can see, or has the dependency been removed and it's no longer a dependency and it's all in hand. Finally, uh, number four, we manage the dependencies. So we just continuously look at this visualization of our dependency map and we go through the model again, whether there are new dependencies, whether existing dependencies have been removed, the status has been changed, etc., etc., And that of course feeds directly into our project planning and into our risk management. It's as simple as that. So just to repeat, Agree the scope of your model, identify the objects, detail the dependencies, and then manage the dependencies. And please, please, please do visualize this. As I said, there is a link to an example and a template in the show notes. A couple of tips that have helped me when dependency modeling. Clearly communicate the scope of your model and what it is for. Look at the entire value chain from the most upstream part to the most downstream part that is relevant to you. Work inwards out, so look at the core domain, identify the first circle of dependencies, second circle, etc., and go outwards from there. Make dependency management a cross-disciplinary effort. Use models such as service blueprints, architecture diagrams, experience maps, project plans as input. There are kind of dependencies in many of those models identified already. Review dependencies frequently, have periodic catch-up points as part of your delivery cadence. Don't create the dependency model to rule them all. If there is too much information about it, people will get confused. They will not take actionable insight from it and nothing will happen from, with it. Don't make it into a bureaucratic tracker. This is really to align people and to highlight what's going on. It's not a box ticking exercise. Don't assume just because you've identified a dependency and assigned an owner, that dependency is managed well. That specific dependency may be very low on the priority list for that specific owner. As always, I hope this was helpful. More information about this and other related topics in the show notes, on our website, on our blog. If you have any questions or want to discuss certain topics, do get in touch. That's it for today's episode. Have a look at our show notes with related information and details on how to get in touch at thebarnup.com. 
We are listener-driven, so please do send us your questions, comments, and ideas for new episodes. We're both practitioners and are happy to discuss interesting opportunities from consulting to coaching to getting involved in actual projects. For inquiries, please visit burnupmedia.com. This podcast is produced by Burnup Media Limited under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives 4.0 license, which means you can share it as long as you give credit, but you cannot change it or make money of it. Until next time, thanks again for listening and have a wonderful day.